morning. Good morning, everybody. Our opening words are written by Gretchen Haley in a piece called Surrender, Surrender to This Life. And it sums up today's message. This year has not turned out as most of us expected, has it? We may be feeling wearied, frustrated, despairing even at what's going on in the world and by the limitations we're continuing to experience. I wonder if Gretchen's title, Surrender to This Life, speak to you. Give up the fight for some other moment, some other life than here and now. Give up the longing for some other world, the wishing for other choices to make, other songs to sing, other bodies, other ages. Surrender only to this life, this day, this hour. Not because it does not constantly break your heart, but because it also beckons with beauty, startles with delight. If only we keep waking up. This is the gift. The gift we have been given. These body clothes, this heartbreak, this pulse, this breath, this light, these friends, this hope. Here we remember ourselves, all part of it all, giving thanks together. Come, come let us worship. And so all of you, I welcome you to this, our Sunday gathering here on Zoom. It's lovely to see your faces. And welcome to those of you listening in sometime in the future to this service as a podcast or by watching a video perhaps, or maybe reading this script online. And thank you to everybody who's been in touch lately. It's really lovely to hear from you, particularly at this time when we're living more than usually separate lives to keep one another safe during this time of pandemic. It's really heartwarming, isn't it, to feel these connections remaining strong. Whenever we gather in our Kensington's Unitarians community, we remind one another that ours is a community that accepts us as we are. So however you're feeling this morning, there's a place for you here. And there are times in this gathering where we will uh, invite you to speak or to sing, but they're optional. And if you'd rather just snuggle back on the sofa and just listen in, that's fine with us. Each week, each week when we uh, gather here on Zoom, on our online community, or here in Notting Hill in our Kensington Unitarians Essex Church home, we light our chalice flame. It's a symbol of our Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist communities the world over. So let's focus for a moment on this flame. We focus on it because it reminds us, I think, that we are one people living one life together on our one planet Earth home with all of existence here together. So let's take a moment to focus on that image of one light and maybe imagine the invisible threads of connection between us now 
and between our wider communities in which we live our lives and the life of our wider world. May these connections hold us in love when life challenges us and takes us in directions we did not choose. So if you wish, let's all take a conscious breath now. And as we release that breath, let's settle into this moment, aware of our connections in love. And I'm going to invite you to bring your own joys and sorrows and the joys and sorrows of our community into a, a time of prayer and reflection now um, with words that um, were written by the Reverend Dr. Linda Hart, who worked at one point with our Richmond congregation. She's a good friend to us all. And um, I've adapted these slightly. So you might first want to adjust your position for comfort and close your eyes or soften your gaze, whatever helps you feel ready to focus in reflection and prayer and to be fully present here and now in this time and this space made sacred by our togetherness and by our intent here in company with ourselves and with each other and with that which holds us all. And I invite you to take a breath if you wish and to release the breath and relax yourself and center yourself, settle into your body and have a sense of softening. Find that restful place at the core of your being. Find your way of aligning yourself with the sacred within all that exists. O oh, spirit of love and life, in this season fraught with expectations, complicated by the distances we must keep, may we be open to those moments, those unexpected moments when the holy enters in. The holiness of a heart opening in compassion a moment when what abides always is clearly seen. The constancy of our connectedness, of the love which surrounds us like the air we breathe, and even the holiness of loss and of heartbreak, those fault lines of love the reminders that our hearts are open and alive. Or may we hold all those who are in pain in tender compassion. Spirit of love and of life, remind us in these few moments together that we are bound in an interconnected web that is woven of love. That we are inescapably tethered one to another. In this season of dark, may we rest a while in that web of love and know our own wholeness 
and the wholeness of all that is. And to that aspiration, let each of us voice our own Amen. So may it be. And now I'm going to hand over to David Tolbert, who has a reading for us, and that will then lead into a meditation for the present moment. This reading is called Learning from Difficulties, and it comes from a Zen Buddhist meditation teacher called Ezra Beda. In this extract, he's given us some Buddhist teachings on how we might respond when life doesn't go according to plan. First, we can learn to recognize that the difficulty is our path instead of trying to escape from it. This is a radical yet necessary change in our perspective. When uncomfortable things happen to us, we rarely want to have anything to do with them. We might respond with the belief, things shouldn't be this way or life shouldn't be so messy. Who says? Who says that life shouldn't be a mess? When life is not fitting our expectations of how it's supposed to be, we usually try to change it to fit our expectations. But the key to practice is not to try and change our life, but to change our relationship to our expectations, to learn to see whatever is happening as our path. Our difficulties are not obstacles to the path, they are the path itself. They are opportunities to awaken. Can we learn what it means to welcome an unwanted situation with its sense of groundlessness as a wake-up call? Can we look at it as a signal that there is something here to be learned? Can we allow it to penetrate our hearts? By learning to do this, we're taking the first step towards learning what it means to open to life as it is. We are learning what it means to be willing to be with whatever life presents us. Even when we don't like it, we understand that this difficulty is our practice, our path, our life. Second, when hardship strikes, we can learn not to point the finger of blame at another person at ourselves, at an institution, or even at life itself, and instead turn our attention inward. When we're in distress, this is often one of the hardest things to do because we don't, we, we so want to defend ourselves. We so want to be right. But it's much more helpful to look at what we ourselves have brought to the situation beliefs, expectations, requirements, and cravings. Then we might gradually come to understand that whenever we're having an emotional reaction, it's a signal that we have some belief system in place that we haven't yet looked at deeply enough. With practice, this understanding gradually can become our basic orientation. Words from Ezra Veda. So now let's take these ideas into a time of meditation. 
I'm going to talk us through a relaxation process and how we can learn to dwell in the present moment, which is the only moment we have. After all, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. After I've spoken for a little while, we'll hold a couple of minutes in silence and then we'll hear some lovely cello music played for us by Abbey Larimere from the prelude of Joanne Sebastian Spark's first cello suite. So please make yourselves comfortable. I know that some people like to switch their videos off after the or for the meditation. Also do feel free to practice your own meditation. My suggestions are of course optional. During the silence and music, we'll show a video of our chalice flame, which people liked last week. So sitting up straight, drop the shoulders, just roll the shoulders up, back and down. Relax down into your belly. Gently close the eyes or soften the gaze. Be in your body. Be aware that you live in all of your body, not just in your head and your shoulders. So now focus on the breath. As you inhale, focus on taking the breath down deep into the belly. So when you inhale, the belly expands slightly. And then when you exhale, the belly contracts. So inhale, belly expands. Exhale, belly contracts. Inhale, exhale. So just keep this practice going for a little while. And then when thoughts come into your mind, which they will, just pause, relax and center yourself and then just go back to the breathing. Breathing in, belly exhale, it, it belly expands. Breathing out, belly contracts.
Thank you. Thank you, Abby, our music scholar, for that beautiful playing. And thank you, David, for your meditation and reading. Really restful. Um, for those of us on Zoom today, our gathering began with an old carol, a cheery one. I wonder if you recognised it. I'm not going to sing it. Deck the hall with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. It's Christmas time. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. It's Christmas time. But if you've had anything like the week that I've had, it would be hard to describe this time we're in as a season to be jolly. Now, it's, it's one of the um, special aspects of ministry that I get to hear what life is like for other people. And it's no surprise, really, is it, when I say that quite a few of us are feeling far from festive. Now, that doesn't apply to everybody. I know there's been a little flurry of enthusiastic tinsel placement going on and some early carol singing. And, do you know, I've even heard that some people up in York have even got their Christmas tree up already with lights. <laughs> but these are anxious and uncertain times for many of us, I think. And we're deeply worried, we're rightly deeply worried by a pandemic that still causes the deaths of some 500 or so people every day here in the UK. We yearn for human company, don't we? And then we're simultaneously afraid of passing a virus on to another person or catching it ourselves. Some of us find it quite stressful when some other people don't seem to be taking quite as much care as we are. I knew I was under stress the other week when I was walking in a park towards a group of five dog walkers having a chat together with many dogs on leads taking up the entire width of a narrow pathway next to a lake. 
and I found myself flapping my arms wildly and shouting, make way, make way, I'm coming through. Now, it certainly had the desired effect, and you're welcome to use my technique if you find yourself wanting to clear a pathway blocked by others. This gathering of ours today gained the title, Not As Expected, because like you, or some of you, I suspect, these days, I'm shopping online rather than going into shops in person. A recent parcel had to be returned, and the manufacturers kindly provided me with a list of reasons why I might be returning the unwanted item. Wrong colour, wrong size, bought in error, one tick box choice immediately caught my eye and made me smile. Item not as expected. That summed up my failed shopping attempt. It also summed up this entire year for me, not as expected. Can we send the year 2020 back to the retailers or manufacturers for failing to live up to our expectations? Now, we, we have the saying, um, don't we, that um, the best laid plans of mice and men to remind us that our plans in life may indeed not always go according to plan. Now, I think that this line comes originally from Robbie Burns's compassionate poem to a mouse, uh, which if you don't know, I highly recommend to you. It's a poem written for a mouse whose nest he has just disturbed whilst ploughing a field. It's such a kind poem. And here's just a few verses written in modern language. But if you can, do find someone who can read you the poem in its original Scots dialect. It's marvellous. That small bit heap of leaves and stubble has cost you many a weary nibble. Now you are turned out for all your trouble without house or holding to endure the winter's sleety dribble and hoarfrost cold. But little mouse, you are not alone in proving foresight may be vain. The best laid plat schemes of mice and men go often askew and leave us nothing but grief and pain for promised joy. Still, you are blessed compared with me. The present only touches you. But oh, I backward cast my eye on prospects dreary and forward, though I cannot see, I guess and fear. There's Robbie Burns reminding us, as David Talbot did earlier on in his meditation, that life is less painful if we manage to stay in the present moment rather than looking back on times past or forward into a future that exists only in our thinking. Such teachings, they're found in all the world's religious and philosophical traditions. You may know a version of the Yiddish proverb, we plan, God laughs. Or the Zen Buddhist teaching we heard in our reading earlier on, that we need to learn to accept the difficulties we come in across in life as our path, not as obstacles to be avoided. Adjust your expectations, Buddhism teaches, and disappointment and suffering cease. This particular teaching, well, it's one where I still find myself in the junior class. I don't know about you, I still have a lot to learn. But a very helpful teaching has stayed with me for many years, and it was from a course taught by Landmark Education, where we learned that the three key causes of the upsets in our lives, 
were thwarted intentions, undelivered communications, and unfulfilled expectations. Thwarted intentions, undelivered communications, unfulfilled expectations. Next time you find yourself emotionally troubled, it may help your understanding of what's going on to step back a while and ask, well, are my intentions thwarted? Are the communications I've not yet delivered? And what about my expectations? Are they unfulfilled? 2020 has not turned out as most of us expected. That's an understatement of the day, isn't it? And I dare say life as a whole hasn't turned out quite how many of us would have wished when we were younger. It would be a rare life indeed, wouldn't it, that had not come across blocks and challenges along the way. A rare life indeed that did not occasionally include some emergency stops and U-turns along the path. And that journey, that journey of life may indeed prove to be more peaceable the more we hone our skills of acceptance of that which is. But in a Unitarian gathering like this, we really make an effort to view life from multiple perspectives. And I want to end by questioning this teaching of acceptance. Aren't there some issues in life that we should not consider accepting because they are frankly unacceptable? There are issues in life that need us to be shouting loudly about them so that others can hear. We probably each of us have our own list of what we cannot personally accept. Mine includes the reality that people are dying because they lack clean drinking water. We could sort that out if we had a will. People are starving because wealthier nations have yet to find adequate ways to distribute foodstuffs where they're needed. And people will be killed today by weapons made by British companies. And the arms trade is one of the largest money makers in our world. That makes me shudder. Well, you don't need me to go on like this, do you? Because you'll have lists of your own, of things that you find unacceptable. So in the living of our own lives, let's keep honing our powers of acceptance. But in the life of the world, Oh, let us be vocal and active as we work together to build a world society of which we could really feel proud. A world community that overcame its challenges and learned how to establish true equality. Amen. Well, at the, um, at the start of today's service, uh, we had a picture of our Advent wreath with its two candles lit, reminding us that we are in the weeks leading up to Christmas. So every week we're going to be singing carols together because we like singing carols. And we're using recordings from our congregation's carol services in years past. So don't be alarmed by the rustling and the coughing. You might even hear your own voice at some points. But I think we're just singing with such gusto in this recording. And now we're here on Zoom, we can join in too with words to follow on the screen and safe in the knowledge that we're all going to be muted. So why not give your neighbours the alarm call they've been waiting for and sing lustily. Um, join, it's Hark the Herald Angels Sing. If you're not a singer, do just sit back and laugh at the rest of us.
Marvellous. Do make a note in your uh, calendars on the 20th of December. We've got our carol service on Zoom and there'll be lots of great uh, tunes to sing along to. Um, some announcements now. My thanks go to Janine and Jenny for the crucial background work of hosting today. I really appreciate the work on that. And to Sandra Smith, who's going to be playing our closing music and Abby for cello playing. It's really good to spend time with you here today. And we'll be back again next week uh, for our gathering at 10 a.m. here on Zoom when we'll be celebrating festivals of light. You're also welcome to join our 10.30 coffee morning. And uh, this coming Thursday evening, the, it's International Human Rights Day on the 10th of December. And the International Organization to Preserve Human Rights um, are hosting a Zoom series of talks. I'm going to be one of the speakers and it's about from conflict to unity, learning from beacons of the past. Just get in touch if you'd like to have the link for that one. And we have a virtual coffee time to chat after today's service in small groups. If you'd like to join in, um, feel free to get off and get on with your day if you would rather. And we always take a photo um, as soon as the music ends. So do stick around and smile if you don't mind being in a photo. So we're going to have some closing words in a moment, followed by the classic Advent tune of Hills of the North Rejoice, which people really enjoyed last week. So we're going to hear it again. And those of you with us on Zoom now might want to just uh, click to gallery view so that we can all see each other uh, for the closing words. Let's have a look at each other and enjoy that feeling of connection in community. I mentioned in our announcements that this coming Thursday, December the 10th is designated as International Human Rights Day. It, I know it saddens many of us that such a noble human enterprise as the Universal Declaration of Human Rights ratified in 1948 by the United Nations, a remarkable step forward for humanity. It's chilling to know that the very term human rights is sometimes used in a dismissive or derogatory way by leaders in a number of countries now, including our own. The declaration, as you may know, contains 30 articles stating, for example, everybody's right to an education, a right to rest, relaxation and play, a right to free and fair voting in elections, a right to equality and a life without discrimination, the right to freedom of thought, of beliefs and religion, and a right to equality before the law. Who would argue with those? And so I extinguish our chalice flame. I extinguish this chalice flame and I send its light out into a world, out into a world that the cause of human rights be upheld by both governments and individuals and that none of us turn away from injustices when we know they're taking place. Let us rather do all that we can to shine a light on systemic wrongs and be part of the solutions rather than continuing the problems. And as our calendar year draws to its close, may we all continue to find gracious ways to steer our lives through the many challenges, balancing the meeting of our own needs with the needs of the wider community, that all might live well. And may this be so always for the greater good of all. Amen.
Journey well, all of you, and blessed be.